Hi team, this is the Be Real With Us podcast by The Path to Goals on a mission to help you quit yo-yo dieting forever, eat foods you love, embrace the strength of lifting heavy ass weights and cultivate an undeniable level of confidence that inspires women around you to do the exact same. We are certified nutritionists and personal trainers who just wanna be real with you when it comes to nutrition, strength, and mindset. We specialize in behavior change, hormones, metabolism, sleep, stress, recovery, and mindset. If you are frustrated by all the conflicting information floating around on the internet, well, don't worry because we are here to call out the bullshit and help you stop overthinking and start doing. Billions of these humans, humans. spinning on a ball of confusion. confusion. Some kids I went to school with, school with. gave up on their dreams, they said screw it. Screw I it. said, oh, I'ma make, I'm make some music, even if they tell me it won't do shit. Do it. Damn, I Welcome to the it. Be Real With Us podcast. It's Coach Alyssa. Go shut We're all together today, you guys. It's a party. It's a party. So fun. We have been filming content today. And let me tell you guys that we feel you when you say that you hate filming yourself at the gym because you're afraid of what other people think of you because us too. (laughs) We are are one of you. Yes. Um, We were filming content at the gym and let me tell you, we're getting some stairs and big stairs. Big stairs and some laughs and... It was really uncomfortable. And, and I know we tell you people aren't thinking about you, but in our case, they really they were. <laughs> and you know what? We just laughed and had a great time. time. Yeah. It was hilarious. Yeah, it was fun. It was a good time. And who knows? We'll see. We'll see what happens when it comes to content. So just, you know, throw us a bone, uh, like it, share it. Please. Please yeah, share our content. Share <laughs> like. <laughs> we, we'll definitely post some bloopers because we had a lot. A lot, and they were hilarious. Oh my god, it's so funny! Like, yeah. And we went to uh, the gym is called Powerhouse, which is yeah. a elite uh, powerlifting or you know lifting gym. A lot of bodybuilders go there, and so in walks in pregnant lady <laughs> Shante, who is fresh postpartum, and Denise, <laughs> little bodybuilder girl over here. <laughs> we let's just say at least we were an interesting bunch. Yeah, yeah. Over here. with our filming that gear. But we spent, what, a good hour and a half, too? Yeah. Pumping yeah. out content left and right. We were hoping that the gym wouldn't be so crowded at 10.30 a.m. on a Wednesday. But wow. for some reason, it was packed. Yep. Um, so we so- are surrounded at both squat rounds <laughs> as we're trying to coach. Um, and so, yeah, it was very it was fun. Yeah, it was fun and interesting. <laughs> Anyways, how are you guys doing? Denise, how are you? Uh, how was the drive here? I feel great. Yeah. Uh, the drive was easy. There's no traffic this week. I was actually really looking forward to this. It always just feels nice to like, you know, yeah, we're like get together. Get together. So you guys, if you didn't know, she Denise lives in LA. Shantae and I are neighbors. Um, in Temecula. In Temecula area. But it's funny because I told my husband last night, I was like, my mom's coming over. She's going to watch Camila. Uh, I have to shoot content. I get to shoot some content tomorrow. He's like, so you're taking the day off? I'm like, no, yeah. I'm working. And he goes... No, you're not. <laughs> He's like, your job is not working. You have way too much fun for this to be work. I was like, I know. Yeah. Rather <laughs> fun, but it's also work. It's you can, those two things can coexist at the same time. Yeah. Yes. When you find a job, you absolutely love what you do. It doesn't feel like work. No, absolutely not. 
And then as for me, uh, I'm running on three hours of sleep because precious little baby boy did not want to go to sleep last night. He is passed out most of the day and decides to wake up around midnight. And that is it for me. So a lot of concealer, a lot of, you know, fake lashes and uh, blush and all the things <laughs> that make me look like I'm not dying inside. <laughs> but how are you feeling right now? No, I actually feel fine. It was just the scary part. Like, man, I feel this good on um, two or three hours of sleep. Yeah. Imagine yeah. what I can do when I have eight hours of yes. sleep. So I'm looking forward to those days. It could be just getting good energy vibes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Susie Lee, you're yes. like, I'm just taking a nap. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out here. Yeah. But I am starting to feel tired sooner. I was telling Alyssa earlier that uh, now you understand. Now I understand. Before kids, which was like four weeks ago. Before kids, I was going to bed around 10, 10 30. I was even, you know, working up until 8 39 sometimes, just because, you know, when you don't have kids, you can kind of slack off a little bit during the day, bring your work to the couch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Denise, Denise. Uh, yeah. <laughs> those are the days. <laughs> um, and, you know, yeah, you could slap off a little bit during the day and just kind of, you know, work until whenever you want to. And now I was saying, this is what I was telling you guys. When you have kids, you have to level up. Yeah. You have to. I swear. No, I feel like a lot of people think the opposite. Like, oh, kids, they ruin your life. It's like more chaotic. But honestly, I've had to level up on all aspects of planning, getting to bed on time, tightening up my schedules, um, play, like looking ahead at my week because yeah. you you have to. Yeah. No, yeah, I don't. I don't know how you could not do that for sure. I mean, I'm starting to feel exhausted. Like before, I wasn't even tired around 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. just because I had that extra energy, right? But now I'm like barely keeping eyes open at like 8:45. Yeah. I'm like, you ready to go to bed soon? Because <laughs> I'm exhausted. And like, yeah. So I could definitely, definitely see that. Welcome to the club. Get <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, down, guys. <laughs> How's it over there? We're sleeping in. Oh, and... oh, she's like, I'm not sleeping. Oh, yeah. I don't like 8, 8 30. Sometimes I will, but you know, I woke up today at 4, just ran my gumbo. And you want to bed at 8 30? If I wake up, at, if I have a 6, I wake up at 4, 4 30. So then I go to bed like latest 9 30. Oh, she goes to bed. I mean, we're over the same time. You know, that's you true. Know. 4 a.m. Yeah. 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 Denise always posted before me at like yeah. five a.m. Like, <laughs> she's on East Coast time. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. We're all morning, morning people here. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been dragging though these days. Like, like, all of you. More. I have like all of these messages from you guys. Like two posts each. Just like six a.m. <laughs> like just oh, barely God. waking up. Like oh my god. <laughs> Trying to keep up with you guys. Well, even yeah. That's gonna be my excuse for the next. You know, how long is the newborn? Stay? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't my mom said that newborn stage is eight weeks only. Is it only? Yeah, it's cliche newborn, and then it's what a baby. But I don't know. <laughs> what are all these phases of terms? <laughs> Anyways, so today uh, we are doing a rapid Q and A, uh, and so we had a lot of questions submitted to us for today answering your questions about nutrition, fitness, fat loss, uh, all the things. And we are just here to share our tips and tricks. Uh, so, Alyssa, do you want to go first? Sure, I'm yeah. going first. <laughs> go for it. All right, let me pull out my first question. Was, 
I heard you talk about mini meals the other day. What does that mean? And do you eat any snacks throughout the day? So this person was really curious. They wanted to know if I actually ate a snack. And I touched on this because my I have a toddler. Um, and between the both of us, we I don't believe in snacks. And I think when I said say that, I, actually, I didn't give it context. So let me back up. Generally, when people think of a snack, they think of a, uh, like, what are those? The kind bars oh, yeah. or an apple right. or, or, gold, street cheese, or street cheese yeah. right. or a boiled egg. A boiled, one yeah. car boiled egg. I've seen it. Oh, my gosh. Or um, graham cracker. For kids, it's usually like graham cracker or fish crackers or those little squeegee tubes. I'm going to know the names because I don't buy these for her. Like, that is to consider usually a snack. Right. Piece of fruit, whatever. We don't do that at our house. Whenever we eat, we actually have mini meals. And so I make sure to include at least at minimum two of the three, protein, fat, and fiber. Um, and we eat four mini meals a day, sometimes five, depending on the day and how what time we both get up. Um, but what that looks like, for example, would be breakfast, would be oatmeal. So there, there's the carb source, fiber protein and peanut butter so there's your fat source and but camilla uses too she i eat oatmeal every day um but camilla any meal i do give her even if it is a quote-unquote snack again but i don't call it a snack it's a mini meal um even if i do decide to give her fish crackers i like the name so much better yeah. mini meal yeah, yeah because it's more balanced right you like automatically think about so when you think snacks that's what i'm saying like, right the, the term snack did you think of like piece of fruit Full for snackers, but and that's what people struggle with the most when they're snacking all day. They're not actually feeling mm -hmm. full or satisfied. Yes. Versus a mini meal, you can definitely yes. feel more. So satisfied. all of my meals are around 500 calories a day, around give or take. Um, so for even Camila, I'm not going to give her an apple. I'm going to give her an apple, maybe with some peanut butter. That would be your fat and fiber, or better yet, uh, peanut butter mixed with Greek yogurt. So she's getting some protein. And uh, the fat from the peanut butter. To be honest, though, toddlers don't eat as much protein as we do. Mm -hmm. For her, maybe 16, 20 grams yeah. is sufficient. Um, so for her, what, do I need to mix the Greek yogurt? No, she'd be good off the protein coming from the nut. Um, and she gets plenty of um, protein from meat with chicken yeah. and beef. As you guys know, I meal prep. So that is the mini meal and the full explanation. Um, yes, we do not snack. What I have noticed with a lot of moms is... Their kids graze all day. Toddlers, yeah. it's a big. I see it all the time when they're out and about grocery shopping at the gym. It's like snack, snack, snack. Mm -hmm. And when your kid is constantly grazing, they don't know how to connect to their hunger cues. Mm -hmm. They're never really hungry. They're never really full. So I see the biggest thing if your kid is refusing to sit down at the table and eat meals, it's probably because they've been snacking all day. Mm -hmm. um, and so if also I think terming again a mini meal it's going to have you consider fruits and vegetables, right? Yeah. That protein, fat, and fiber. When you think fiber, think color for kids. I think it's like, okay, how can I get color on this plate? And if you're offering veggies throughout the day, I think it's the biggest complaint I hear with toddlers is they don't eat veggies. Well, yeah, you're probably waiting to give them their veggie source at dinner. That's when I see most of our clients on their balanced plates. It's always dinner. Yeah. The rest of the day, they're not eating any vegetable sources. And then you're expecting them to eat broccoli. They've been snacking all day. So they're not yeah. hungry. They're going to refuse it. So yeah. if you're constantly incorporating fruits and vegetables into every meal, making it balanced, 
you're going to, you can't force your kids to eat veggies, but if you offer it over and over, mm-hmm. um, they have more opportunities to get those sources in. For sure. And I think that's where snacking gets a bad rap because mm-hmm. of boredom. So mm-hmm. like we were taught as kids to just like eat to kind of fulfill our time. And then as mm-hmm. adults, we're like, we're just bored or we don't mm-hmm. know what to do. So we just keep snacking. Yeah. That's where yeah, the mind mindlessness comes in. I remember you say, you, you telling me one day that Camila kind of got into the habit of having a rice cake or a couple mm-hmm. of rice cakes before going to the gym. Yeah. Then she started asking for it and you're like, wait a second, we just ate. Mm-hmm. So you started noticing it wasn't because she was hungry, but yes. it's because it was a habit that you guys yeah. had. Thank you for bringing that up. Yes. So here's the other thing. When you have a toddler, when you go places like Target mm-hmm. and or the gym, um, you don't want to deal with their, t- their grabbing things off the shelves. And I found myself relying on, okay, we just ate, but we're going to go to Target. Here's a snack. <laughs> um, and that's where the goldfish comes in, right? Right. Um, and I started noticing I was using that as a crutch yeah. to distract her. Now, I'm not saying I never do that anymore. Um, because if we do go to the gym and then go to Target afterwards, she's owed something. Yeah. <laughs> so I make sure I got this awesome little container that is three tiers and I keep oh, pretzels or goldfish, uh, blueberries, um, and you know, some cheese. Yeah. So it's again, a balanced on the go. Ooh, um, so she can snack at Target, which is a win for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she's also getting a foul snack when we're shopping. But I noticed I was leaning in on that crunch up like, I'm going somewhere. I want her distracted. Here's a snack. But that's also, again, if kids are eating distracted, they're they're not going to be able to listen to their hunger cues. So, and then obviously you can't say never, ever get your kids snack when you're out about, but see if you can limit it and have most um, meals at the table sitting down whenever possible. I just remember that these habits carry with you some adulthood into teenage years adulthood and so if you're really looking to not just shift your own habits but your families i mean just follow the exact same habit adjustments that you're doing for yourself for your kids too because that's when the sooner that you could do it the sooner that you could practice and teach them the better outcome that you're gonna have i know because it might be a little early but i'm already sharing with her what a protein source is, what a fiber yeah. source. Yeah. Um, and fat sources are. I just name them. Um, I keep it super basic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think it's good to know. Yeah. They are sort of balanced plate at a young yeah, age. Yeah. Very very mm-hmm. How was your childhood like? Like, do, do you remember snacking a lot or was I, or- I was just thinking yeah. about this. No, I, my childhood was, was like nothing. I had no toys. I had to learn how to just like play <laughs> with nothing. <laughs> nothing in that. Okay, so how I grew up in my culture and household is when it comes to food is that you have to eat everything on your plate. You always mm-hmm. had a vegetable. You always had a soup. You always had like a protein. And then you had to like help with cooking. And so that was kind of how oh, I grew up. But I, I was just thinking about being bored and snacking. Mm-hmm. Boredom was not a thing I grew up with. Like you had to just find stuff to do. Like I had, like I was just playing with like wrappers right. too. And I think that taught me a lot of how to just like be okay with mm-hmm. my time. Um, I kind of feel like boredom was more accepted I would say yeah. back then because we had less forms of entertainment. Right. Like, TV was still around, but I remember being in elementary school and going to my backyard because we had like mm-hmm. a dirt backyard and I would yeah. go with my friends and we would invent things yeah, and like yeah. slide down the hills in like cardboard boxes <laughs> and like use our imagination and we'd always we'd always be outside playing. Yeah. Exactly. And so 
yeah, same as you. Like we were just find things to do. Like yeah. we didn't have devices to yeah, spend hours right. on. So yeah. I mean, now we're getting into this because <laughs> that's something I'm trying to raise Tamila with. I think entertainment. I again see a lot of moms or dads yeah. at out and about at Target and places, and it's like to prevent having to deal with that kid in that tension situations mm-hmm. like here's a phone here's an idea yeah. and that's one thing how did our parents do it yeah. because i don't remember i don't remember going to the store no like yeah i'll have to ask my mom how i was as a kid you just dealt with it. yeah you just dealt with it because that's what i do now yeah. i will i do not use the phone or ipad at restaurants or out and about um and i think that at home i do keep uh, stimulation very low rarely use tv never on yeah. my phone therefore she's used to um, not being overstimulated yeah. when we are out and about. She's really cool. You know what it is? A lot of adults now are on their phones. Yeah. Like constantly on their mm-hmm. phones. Like I remember I was at a Christmas party with my hats and uncles and like I was looking around the room and everyone was like on their mm-hmm. phone. And I was like, oh my gosh, you guys, like get on. <laughs> and I think it starts with us too. If we're constantly doing that and then then give it to our kids. Yeah. And it mm-hmm. becomes this like very high stimulation. Yeah. Like it's hard to remember though how it used to be because this is so it's so dominant in our culture now. Mm -hmm. Like I forget what it's like to not have a phone, Mm -hmm. but we made it throughout high school without (laughs) only talk to the person next to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More of that. We just totally tangent. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) we could probably keep going too. But oh, I could. But this question. Okay, my question is, um, what do you do when your partner or support system or friends doesn't necessarily support what you do in terms of your goals? And I think this is one thing that people don't talk about as much is because when we go on our own goals of health goals of like, hey, I want to shape my body or I want to feel and eat healthier. Um, the people you surround yourself matters so much. Mm-hmm. And if you notice that you're around people who are not as supportive to you or have different goals, I think it's okay to be like, to switch different groups and environments because yeah. it's going to be really hard. And, or two, if your partner, maybe they're not on the same goals as you are, like maybe they're not on the same body composition, but at least they support you and they allow you to kind of, you know, explore that, explore that on your yeah. own. Like, I, I know when it comes to, like, me and Andy, we are just so competitive as people and with each other. Yeah. So anytime we have a goal, it's, like, this support, but also this, like, friendly competition. Yeah. Oh, okay, like, you're doing this. Okay, I'll do it, too. Yeah. And it makes it so much better. And I think I think we all have goals to work on our health, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's something that is important to us. So if your friends and environment aren't supporting health goals, it's like, what are you doing? You're weird. What are you doing? You know, because your friends, they do they were they into fitness like you were? Yeah, I think that's helpful too. I grew up with a lot of friends who played a lot of sports. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned, like we always had to go outside. If we like, if we wanted to have fun, there's no TV. It was like go to the park. So we grew up a lot around sports. Mm-hmm. But I know that a lot of people might not be around environments that mm-hmm. are maybe that supportive to them. Yeah. Um, and then it means like making new friends, yeah. going to different environments to finding those people. Yeah. I mean, setting ba- boundaries um, as well, right? Like yeah. if you do, say you really do truly value this friend and you have so much in common, maybe mm-hmm. outside of the gym. Uh, because you could be that positive influence, but just if your friend wants to do an activity that maybe involves drinking, saying, hey, I'm setting this boundary. I'm not drinking, but, you know, I will come with you yeah. to dinner tonight. 
Yeah. Um, and or offering other alternatives like, hey, let's want to hike instead. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, if over and over time and time again, your values aren't aligning and those and they yes. have that problem with it. Yeah. Right. Then it's you need to separate yourself. Yeah. Sure. Or even if two. So I remember when we worked together at the agency, mm-hmm. I was in a more party stage of my mm-hmm. life around people who it was normal to be like, let's just drink after work. Yeah. On a Wednesday. Let's just have <laughs> on a Wednesday. And it was just something like I just went along with it. And I know for you at that time, you're like, look, I have my own goals and you know, yeah, and you did your own thing. But after I really switched into hell, I just stopped hanging out with people who did that. And yeah. That's because I knew I didn't want to do that anymore, mm-hmm. too. And we still keep in touch with our friends. It's just you just choose not to do those things and it's okay. Right? Yeah. You have to find your own group after that. Yeah. And I believe that. If you have friends that truly care about you, then they'll be okay with yeah. you making this switch and not pressuring you so much into it. I remember when we got really into fitness in the beginning, uh, I had a friend, uh, her name was is Allie, and I was just so into like the bodybuilding thing and she just wasn't. And we had connections in like different ways. And I remember because we're actually going to go to Peru together for a few months. And I went over to a house one day and just to connect and hang out. And we talked for hours. And at the end of it, she was like, man, you know, for a second there, I really thought that we were kind of, you know, drifting Mm -hmm. apart because you were so into this fitness thing. But we still have so much in common. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, Alki Dub, and Finnis, like, I'm just like, it's just a part of my life. It's not the only thing in my life. Like, we talked for hours about all kinds of different yeah. things. And so it surprised her because she almost felt like, okay, like, we, we're just kind of like drifting apart. We're probably mm-hmm. not going to be friends that much longer. But um, you don't always have to talk about fitness mm-hmm. with all of your friends at all times right there are certain friends that you have specific relationship yeah. <clears throat> relationships with and it's okay to kind of separate those two mm-hmm. especially with folks who have no interest and you know we're not going to take any interest in that at, at some point yeah mm-hmm. yeah and what would you say because i guess you guys work together <laughs> i think this would be a good question for both of you to answer if you have goals and your co-workers are always trying to get you to go out for tacos or Go out to lunch every day, and you bring your food. How literally? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so how did you approach that? What were some uh, strategies, or what would you say to the person that works in an environment like that that still wants to maintain a friendship with her coworkers, maybe wants to be included, but also, you know, that doesn't want to eat out every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? I want to have Shantae Claire Stewart, but I remember and then we knew her so well, and then we. There's this time when we order lunch. We always ordered lunch at that time. And we're like, oh, we want Shanti to order lunch. What was she ordering? Because you wouldn't pick up your phone. And we're like, oh, we know. It's chicken rice white lady. Get her chicken rice. And like, we always ordered from this Chinese place. But it was so funny because like we knew that was her. And we knew that she she still like hung out with us. And she mm-hmm. mentioned that different goals. And so we were like trying to think really hard. Chicken rice. <laughs> and then Denise comes in. She's like, I got you something. It's protein. <laughs> So nice of you think to me. So then I took it because I felt bad. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, before I started working at the agency, I had been practicing boundaries since, like, when I first started when I was in makeup still. <laughs> so I was already used to being, like, that weird girl that just always brought her food and always said no to, like, social events because that was 
that's just where I was at at that time. And my coworkers, even at the agency that I was before um, BAE, they knew. Mm -hmm. um, and they were okay with it. And I had great relationships with all of them. Mm -hmm. uh, I just, I was just so focused on my training that anything outside of work that had to do with being out late or drinking was just like a hard no for me. Or if I did, I was arrive early and I would leave early. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of like my thing. I would be like first one there and then everybody would show up. I'd say hi to everybody, 10 or 10 p.m. Like, all right, I'm out. And then, um, and that was it. And so for me, I honestly just didn't care. <laughs> I didn't care because I was so focused on what I wanted to accomplish and I didn't care about being judged or um, or being like included in that way. Um, I will say though that looking back on it, because you know when Denise and I reconnected again, there were some things that I was really thinking deeply about during that time, and I do have some not regrets, but just like man, like maybe I should have like spent more time nurturing those relationships and not saying no to literally everything. And so, um, it's one of those things. Like, if you're anything like me, where you're just like super competitive with yourself, you're driven, you want to you get your goals done. I think that's fantastic, and you should set those boundaries. But also, learn what to say yes to, because mm -hmm. you don't want to miss out on those opportunities. Mm -hmm. And you know, it turned out well because obviously, like what I was doing at that time brought me here mm -hmm. to what we have today. Mm -hmm. um, but I do wish that there was a couple times where I would have been like, okay, I'll come. <laughs> you know, like at some point, I remember Shanaz stopped asking me. She's like, well, I know you're going to say no anyway, so I'm just going to invite you. There's such a balance, though, because what I'm hearing is that you didn't people please, right? Yeah. I think a lot of us struggle with like, could you just want to people please so people can like this? And I heard this thing that people pleasing is just narcissism on the defense. Ooh. So narcissists, narcissists are like on the offense. They yeah. like manipulate, they want, but at the function or the core is that they want people to like them. Mm -hmm. People pleasing is on the defense. So it's right. not as like noticeable, but mm -hmm. like you're still trying to get people to like you, which in the end, why most people don't like themselves is yeah. they keep trying that. However, I do think there's a balance too, right? Because I think when you have are so into health and fitness, it can be easy to be like, these are my goals and this is what it is. Mm -hmm. Versus like, how can you balance it out and still be able to enjoy life? Because that's that's the end goal, right? That we still get to live yeah. and like mm -hmm. function for a long time. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like, yeah. I think if you're out there and you are starting in January with these goals and you are bringing your lunch in your fridge or yeah. trying to get you out for tacos. Yeah. One thing you can just simply say is, I brought my lunch. I don't want it to go to waste. I'll come with you, but I'll bring my lunch. Yeah. yeah. Right? And that's how I said. And you stroke a balance, right? Yeah. You can yeah. still show up, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Be in that environment, connect with your coworkers, and it's okay to bring your lunch. And you're not saying it in a way where you're like, yeah, I have my healthy food. You go yeah. enjoy. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm better than you. It's yeah. not like a, I'm better than you. It's like, hey, I'm being simple. I brought my food. And yeah. we could go. And then also, I think showing up and then setting time limits. Yeah. Okay. Like, hey, I have to train tomorrow morning. I'll be there to see you guys. And then I'm clocking out at 10. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's pretty a good point. I, I hang out with my friends a lot. And there's going to be some times where I do choose to stay out a little bit later because I know it's a special occasion. Mm -hmm. Like recently, it's like someone's birthday I never see. So I still have to pass my bedtime a little bit. However, this past Sunday, I was hanging out with my girls. 
And I already told them at the beginning, I'm like, I'm sleeping by eight. <laughs> I'm getting home by eight. It's a Sunday and this is what I need to do. And all that would be so cute. Like, I feel like I gotta get Denise home. I felt like a certain time, like it's the <laughs> time. So, you know, it's just that communication and understanding mm-hmm. that the people who will support you are the people who are meant to be there. Yes. Totally. And also you have to remember that there are seasons in life for different things. And yeah. so you have to also recognize if you're somebody who has never set boundaries before, yeah. you're probably going to need to set boundaries more often than somebody who has always set boundaries yeah. and never says yes. And so that's something to, you have to have some sense of self-awareness around what what phase and what season of life you're, you're in, because it's going to be different for everybody. Same for, you know, there's going to be some people who need to have the cookie, who should have a cookie. Yeah. And then there's going to be other people who need to say no to the cookie because mm-hmm. they've always said yes to the cookie. And if that, right. Yeah. And so you have to really recognize, okay, where am I at in this season of life? And then know when to pull back and when to push, uh, push forward. So great. Yeah. We can put the cherry on top of that one. There we go. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, we kind of, um, my question was my office colleague always have to push his food and ask me to go to lunch when it pulls out, but we just answered that. So I'll just go to the next one. I work full time and have a long commute. I am drained when I get home. When should I work out? Okay, well, let me tell you a story here. <laughs> um, back when I worked with Denise in LA, I had a two hour commute both ways to and from work. Um, when I was still in the autism field, when my uh, most of my cases were in Inglewood and I lived in the valley. And so, uh, yeah, two hour commute. And therefore, with that, I had to also plan in a full eight hour workday. But then also, like, when am I supposed to train in that? So I would wake up at 4.30 a.m. We purposely moved uh, right down the street from two gyms, a 24-hour fitness gym and a powerlifting gym. And, um, yeah, I wake up at 4.30 a.m., I would train, and then I would bolt home and get ready and then dart out the door, you know, for the day. So here's the thing. In the morning is probably best if you come home and you're completely exhausted and you cannot get yourself to work out. You're going to want to pick a time of the day, which is obviously going to be either morning or night, that you're going to stay the most consistent. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're thinking to yourself, oh, I'm not a morning person, there's no way I can wake up that early, well, train yourself to do so. Um, stop saying you're not a morning yeah. person. Yeah, stop saying you're, <laughs> you're not a morning person. And start getting really strict with your sleep schedule. And that's where it's going to really start. Because when I woke up at 4.30 a.m. every day, trained hard, sat in traffic for four hours per day, plus work for eight hours, I came home and I was so exhausted. But man, was I glad that I could just sit my ass on the couch and not do anything. Mm -hmm. And then I would pass out at 8.39 p.m. and then start all over again the next day. Mm -hmm. And so this is where, you know, if you have a really tight schedule like that, you need to tighten up on your meal prepping game. Mm -hmm. Um, If you haven't already, if you're not in our Facebook group, I went um, and did a workshop 30 minute workshop on how to master your meal prep. Uh, I also think Alyssa and I talked about this a couple episodes ago, but you want to uh, meal prep enough to where if you need to literally grab and go, your meals are prepped, portioned, ready to go, tracked already. So you grab the container and run out the door because mm-hmm. that was exactly what I did for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that way, you know, you're consistently going to the gym 
you know, 4.30 a.m. right before work. And that's most likely where you have the most energy Mm -hmm. uh, versus after sitting in traffic all day, working all day, and you're completely exhausted. And then at that point, you can talk yourself out of not doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think people lie to themselves so much and they don't even know it. And the reason why I say that is because like they'll say one thing, like I want to work out and I don't feel like it and I want this and I don't feel like it. And it's like, what do you want? Yeah, actually. And if you do really want the specific goal or to get to the specific place, you're going to have to choose to do the really hard thing. Yeah. Or like choose your heart, basically. Mm-hmm. Because it's, kind of, it's already hard either way. And I think that's the one thing that like people like tell themselves these things that they want it and then they don't do it. And then they right. feel worse versus like, you know what? I want to work out. I'm going to wake up at 430. I'm going to work on it each on this daily. But yeah, I think that's where like the identity too, mm-hmm. when you're talking about like, yeah. oh, I'm just not a warrior. Yeah, person. stop saying that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Start, tell someone right now, if yeah. you think you're not, start telling people that you're a morning person. Yeah. Yeah. Tell yourself, tell your partner, yeah. make the decision. Identity and lifestyle shift mm-hmm. too, right? Because, you know, you can find time in the day. It just requires you to be, like I said, really strict about your sleep schedule and mm-hmm. um, boundaries and all of these things. And so when people say, you know, they don't have time, but they're waking up at 6 a.m. It's like, mm-hmm. can you go to bed earlier and wake up earlier? Yeah. Can you? Can you? Yeah. <laughs> if you can. Uh, so, yeah, that's something it's, to keep in mind. It's funny because I've always thought about what if I wasn't a full-time stay-at-home mom slash mm-hmm. working with my baby sleeps. Mm-hmm. And my game plan was always, like, okay, if it works at 9 to 5, right, or 9 to 6, um, what I would do is I would, of course, wake up. Because right now I'm waking up at 4 a.m., but I'm working. But I think I would switch that for a workout. Yeah. Um, and I was like, well, if Leanna needs to work out, like, what we probably do is alternate the days. Yeah. Because so, someone's got to be helping me. Yeah. Um, and then take her to daycare and then work a full-time job and then yeah. come pick her up. Yeah. So it's possible. Yeah. Like, I think if you know that's what I'm going to have to do. Yeah. Is work out. I mean, pretty much maintain the same schedule that mm-hmm. I've wait. I've waken up early and worked out in the morning for years. And mm-hmm. so I think, you know, just maintaining that with the baby, um, is going to be something that I'm just going to have to figure out because there's no way, there's just no way I'm going to be able every single time that I work out at night, I instantly regret it. <laughs> it's like a drag. My training sessions are never good. I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm rushing through my workouts because I just want things to be done. Mm-hmm. And so I know that if I could just get my workout done first thing in the morning, it's out of the way and then and you feel amazing. Yeah. And I feel amazing. And you don't have to worry about anything during the day interfering with those goals because mm-hmm. I mean, Things come up. Things come up. Yeah. I mean, things can get in the way of you stay consistent. And so if you could just wake up earlier, get it done out of the way, you don't, you'll never have to worry about being inconsistent. Mm -hmm. I agree. Okay. Let's see. Question number. Okay. What? I liked this question and this answer might surprise you. (laughs) What's one simple habit change that can make, let me read that again. What's one simple habit change that can make the biggest difference in my consistency with eating healthy? I think my answer will be controversial. (laughs) (laughs) So if I were to give you one simple habit change when it came to food, would it be automate and eat one of your meals and make it the same nutritious balanced meal every day? And I'm going to give you that tip because it's something that's actually personally worked for me. For the last 12 years, I've been eating oatmeal with protein and peanut butter every day, even when she travels, even when I travel. And you might think, wow, this is restrictive. But hear me out. (laughs) Hear me out. 
you're you're eating anywhere between three, four, four meals a day, or for your three meals and a snack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so if you can guarantee that the first meal of your day is balanced, it has at least 30 grams of protein, fiber, um, and fills you up and starts your day off on a good note, and you can automate that because we know decision fatigue can really get in the way of planning meals, right? If you can automate this one meal, that's one less thing you have to think of. And at least if you get that meal in and maybe your your lunch is like, okay, you go out and maybe get something out and your dinner is somewhat balanced, your overall score for the day is probably going to be still pretty good. Maybe a B, right? Yeah. And so if I were to give you one tip, automate one meal, make it the same meal every day. And I recommend that being your breakfast. So maybe again, oatmeal, peanut butter, and a protein powder. Maybe it's Greek, low fat Greek yogurt with berries, a slice of toast, it's some peanut butter. There's your protein, fat, and fiber. Um, uh, what are your guys' favorite for breakfast? Omelet, veggies with a slice of toast. Oatmeal, sanchezu. Yeah, you've been, I mean, pretty sure that I was eating oatmeal, same as you, for like the first 10 years. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of broke that and switched to uh, bagels, Trader. Mm -hmm. And then, <laughs> dude, you could get fit, like 50 grams of protein with eggs and bagel and peanut butter. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, I stick to simple meals too, but I stick to like one meal for like a few weeks or a month and then I switch it. And I'll always keep it the same. Okay, what do you guys say or think of people who say I just cannot do eat the same things every day because I'll tell you what I think but I want to hear what you guys think <laughs> okay, so for me growing up I didn't have that option to like my meals I don't know where it was like need to like your meals yeah. <laughs> like love it I mean I love food I yeah. love great meals but I always grew up like this is fuel this is how you nourish your body and so I wasn't allowed to say, I don't want to eat that. I yeah. like it. And now, so now I've grown up with that mindset too. Of like, hey, this is food for me. If I have really important things to do, I'm just going to eat. Mm -hmm. And so I just haven't really experienced like, I don't like my meals. I don't feel like eating the same thing. It's gross. It's like, I need to survive and breathe and do yeah. like, live my life. That's important. Yeah. Eight out of 10 times. If I make a meal prep and I don't want to eat it, eight out of t nine out of 10 times, eight to nine. I'm going to eat that meal. Yeah. Is, I prepped it. <laughs> it's ready to go. I know it's going to be balanced. Yeah. And, and you know what? Here's the thing. If you really hate your the meals you're eating, first of all, you probably should consider your cooking skills. Like, yeah. how's your cooking skills, first of all? <laughs> Second of all, cooking um, skills of creativity. And yeah. are you utilizing the resources that you have? The free abundance of resources that we have in today's culture. I mean, Pinterest, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> you guys. Instagram. If I hear somebody say that they are not consistent because they just need more meal ideas, I'm going to scream. <laughs> I'm going to scream. Because you have, you have Google. Yeah. You have TikTok. You have Instagram. Yeah. You have Pinterest. Yeah. You don't need more meal ideas. Let's yeah. just be honest. Like, you have meal ideas at the tip of your fingers at any time that you want. And so that is not why you're, you're not able to stay consistent. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is called the be real. With yeah, be real. <laughs> um, I think food is, yes, it is fuel. Should you love it? Yes. But listen, not every meal you're going to eat is going to make you do backflips. Yeah. <laughs> and I think <laughs> coming to real life, where was this funny boat we were recording? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Now she's coming out. Now she's coming out. 
We're getting a little spicy, guys. Yeah. yeah, not every meal is going to be like a party time, right? Majority of your meals are going to just fuel your body to get you through the next three to three to four hours. Um, but again, if you do want your meals to be exciting, you can learn how to cook. You're going to have to learn how to throw down in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, and I think here's the thing. If you're if you're eating chicken and you're getting sick of it, switch up the sauce. Like it's as simple as like go on Pinterest and like <laughs> chicken breast recipes. There's hundreds upon hundreds that pop up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot, like I said, we have a lot of resources available now to make things interesting and creative. So if you lack confidence in the kitchen, go on Pinterest and try some things out. When I first started learning how to cook, yeah, it didn't turn out great in the beginning. Like, yeah. just what's going to happen? You're yeah. learning. Uh, but over time, you learn what ingredients go good together. You learn how to swap things out. And you do it in a way that's fast so you don't have to keep pulling up a recipe in every single time. Mm-hmm. But you have to get in the kitchen and start doing the dirty work. Do it messy. Do it messy. Mm-hmm. So here's my take on folks who say that they cannot eat the same things over and over again. Kind of similar to what Denise was saying, she didn't have an option. Like, I think that's a pretty privileged place to be at to where you don't have to worry about food on the table. Yeah. I'm sure folks who are underprivileged, you really don't have options other than to eat the same, you know, low cost food all the time. Don't have that option. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you have to kind of like put things into perspective. Like you live in freaking America and you're in a position where you have the option to eat different things every single day. Like you don't, you don't need it. It's just something that it's a habit that you've gone into. And it's just this thing that you've told yourself, I cannot eat the same thing every day. It's like, yes, you can, because you're a human and you need food to survive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so like Alyssa said, you just need to, you know, learn some new cooking skills and, you know, be open-minded and trying different things, but also learn how to eat not so great things sometimes. Like that's okay too. Like it's okay to eat things that you're not excited about so yeah especially if you have goals guys like obviously you're listening to this because you have goals yes yes you're gonna make life so much easier on yourself Mm -hmm. it was it to me sir oh it's my turn the next question is what do you do oh actually i'm gonna go to this question weekends are just so hard (laughs) how do you keep up with your habits on the weekend and i always say like the saturday a Saturday is just a Saturday because you've made it a Saturday. Like you're like, today is a Saturday. And the reason why is because Monday through Friday, a lot of people just plan for work first. And they're like, wait, this is how I plan my life for work. And then Saturday and Sunday, they're like, what do I do? I don't want to have a plan. I want to do like whatever. And it's like, you still have goals, right? You still have like things that you want to do with your life and like a purpose. And so people forget that, which is why I like sprinkle the things that you enjoy about your weekends into the weekdays. Mm-hmm. And then add the structure from the weekdays to your weekends. And then that allows you to live the life that you want to live for you and not for like work. And I think that's the kind of common challenge that people have. Is mm-hmm. what I, see. I think people go on full autopilot. Yeah. Monday through Friday. Yeah. It's full auto. It's like the grind, right? Yeah. They the grind. Yeah. They're just, like you said, work comes first mm-hmm. and that's the only focus Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. And so what do you, what are some tips you give? Our clients, because I know this is y'all. Yeah. <laughs> so still, still make a plan for the weekend. I don't know where it comes from. Where it's like, now it's a Saturday and Sunday. I don't need to do anything. It's like, well, do you need to eat? Do you still want to get enough balance? What about movement? A lot of people have a hard time moving their body their weekend. So it's like, you've got to be intentional. You've got to plan these things in. Uh, you got to 
and maybe this is time where like on Sunday, I love just spending 10 or 15 minutes like resetting for the whole week. Mm -hmm. So this is your chance to like prep yourself. So the Monday through Friday doesn't feel like that autopilot. Mm -hmm. I think people too think you said 10 to 15 minutes to set up your week. Yeah. People think it takes forever. Yeah. Yeah. No, (laughs) it does not. What does your 10 to 15 minute prep look like? 10, 15 minute prep looks like looking for looking ahead at the rest of the week, right? What does this week look like? Are you going to have a fuller week or more occupied week? This is your chance to either be like, okay, I'm just going to stick with very simple meals. Maybe it's a rotisserie chicken, ready-made rice salad bag, or I get to look at Pinterest, but then that allows you to make some of those decisions when you look ahead at your mm-hmm. week. And so then you plan for you, you make sure you plan for your movement, you make sure you plan for your meals, your breaks, mm-hmm. your joy. Like what do you really like during the weekend that you can sprinkle that in a little bit uh, and it only really takes 10 or 15 minutes if you really I think people are making it more complicated than it needs to be it's always more complicated in your head and yeah. it's super fun like yeah tools that you feel motivated to plan and track these things so, yeah I have whiteboard calendar in my kitchen I have Google calendar I love like the whole color coding thing and mm-hmm. I get excited to look into my week and see how I want to structure the day mm-hmm. versus your day running you you learn how to run your day exactly. so that's like the fun part about it if you don't want to end your week completely burnt out exhausted then you this this is like a non-negotiable really mm-hmm. yeah thanks all right well you're up <laughs> um I think um or did you only have the two I only had the two and one of okay. the so my question was, do you think F45 classes are a good way, way to build strength? You used to go to F45. Yes, I used to be a class pass hopper type of person. So actually, can you tell me, I quickly looked at their website. What did you think of it? I'm going to say these classes are a great way to intro yourself to exercise. Exercise and strength training, exercise working out and strength training are not the same thing. Don't get twisted. Yeah. If you want to just exercise and move your body, it's a great place if you are a little bit intimidated to go to the gym, have a really great community, they have coaches, they teach you how to train, they teach you how to move your body. But if you're trying to go there and like have some body comp goals of like, I really want to gain muscle, I want to build an ass, you need a specific coach to really help you with those strength trainings. I actually didn't know you went to F45. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. God. And what's that for you? Oh, I, I, I just remember they were posting her videos. Like, yeah. That was so okay. Yeah. Up until like a year or two? Or? I, so that time, like my specific coach was building out his gym. Got so it. I, I needed other, other, oh, got it. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm someone who like, likes to work out with people like mm-hmm. there with me. Mm-hmm. And so I chose that, but it's, it's just not going to be effective if you have some serious, like, muscle mm-hmm. building body conquels. yes and i was just that's literally how i was gonna answer i'm the group fitness instructor here and i taught at, it was called it was a pilates studio but we did a lot of strength training yeah i was looking at the website it looked very similar yeah. to what we did and let me tell you yes like denise was saying it's great for community yeah. maybe you're um just dabbling but listen if you're listening to this podcast and you have specific body comp goals you want to lose body fat and gain muscle right Going to these fitness classes like Orange Theory, F45, uh, Body Pump, that is not optimal for yeah. building muscle. Will you see so? Well, here's the thing. Like, if you're deconditioned, if you're a beginner, right? You, like, yes, you will see yeah. probably a significant amount of changes in the beginning, mm-hmm. to be honest. But yes. as we've talked about in the past, your body is going to go through adaptations. It's going to get used to the equipment that they're using. Mm-hmm. 
they're not lifting that heavy. No, they have they cap you up forty five pounds. Yeah, yeah, they cap you, and so yeah, at some point you're gonna have to make a decision. Okay, you could maintain what you've got in there and just keep going because you like the community, you like the workouts. It's fine, but if you're looking to really add muscle, solid quality muscle tissue to your body frame and get stronger and main lifts, like you're gonna have to make the switch. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Do you have a question for all of us to answer? Yes. Yeah. So um, this was more of a question for all three of us. Um, where did we go? Okay. It's kind of a long question, but um, is it hard to turn off your coaching side in your personal life? I'm not a coach, but I notice I have a coach mentally. Oh, I'm sorry. Mentality. <laughs> but I notice I have a coach mentality towards life and I have to be more aware of who is receptive to it. For example, my friend told me that they were meant to lose weight and my first reaction was to go into coaching mode, giving them all the tips and tricks I've learned. It turns out that they didn't want a solution. They just wanted somebody to hear me out or hear them out. I'm sorry. Uh, again, I'm not a coach, but if I were a coach, I imagined it would be tough for me to set aside the coaching part of me when I'm with my friends and family. I want to hold space for everyone, but I just hate seeing people complain and not even contemplating what action to take. Yeah. So for me, I used to do this a lot in the beginning, to be honest, when I first got, not even like first got into coaching, but first, um, wasn't still like the beginning stages of my fitness journey. I would get a lot of questions from coworkers and I would straight into like, Oh my God, like, let me help you. And like, mm -hmm. I, you know, there was even a point when I was, uh, an RBT and uh, in San Diego and, you know, one of my coworkers really struggling with our weight. And so, you know, I had plans to do what we're doing now. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, let me make you a behavior plan. We'll go over everything. And like, well, I was going to deck it out and she it was, she was excited about it and then didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, that's weird. Like she said that she wanted to make these changes. It's like, hello, like everything's laid out here for you. <laughs> And then she said that she was going to go back to um, Metafast, which is like <laughs> some like brand, like weight loss brand, like new brand or something. I'm like, why are you going to do that? So it was just like that whole thing. And there were there was a lot of instances like that. And eventually I just stopped. Mm -hmm. I'm like, OK, these people don't actually want help. They want to vent mm -hmm. to me on what they're struggling with. And they just want somebody to listen to them. Yeah. yeah. And so very similar. Um, you know, I think that you have to go through that a couple of times to realize, like, if people are actually serious about taking action, they're either going to pay the money for it and mm -hmm. go seek professional help. Yeah. Or they're just not going to change. And you have to be okay with that. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you guys. Yeah. People are never going to change, including all of us. And those of you who are listening, if you really want to change, you would take some sort of action towards it. Mm -hmm. I think for me and and coaching and whatnot, I I think I've learned on how to just be a better listener to that person now. Mm -hmm. So I get really curious now, I'll ask questions. If anyone came up to me on like, I really want to lose weight, then I would be like, tell me more about that mm -hmm. versus like offering tips right away. Mm -hmm. Because then that allows for a little bit more clarity. Because honestly, most people don't really know what it is that they want. Like yeah. they just thought like I want to lose weight. It's like, okay, well, why do I have, like, what, what, tell me more. Yes. Yeah. Is yeah. usually how I approach it. Was she, sorry, was that question, is she already a coach or no. she's thinking about becoming a coach? No, she wasn't even thinking about it. It was just, she's gotten a lot of personal goals. And so, got it. you know, mentality. Yeah, she has that coach mentality. Got it. Got it. And so, 
when yeah. she has a friend asking for advice or you know talking about goals like yeah. she wants to go and coach and like help them go out coaching yeah and in the beginning i think she had first opened that question with what do you guys do does it bleed and yeah. so the answer to, to, to piggyback off of what shantae is saying is yes i think the beginning when you're super passionate i definitely noticed myself yeah getting always telling tips yeah. yeah but um after becoming a coach yeah you learn that typically what people but the first thing that's out of their mouth isn't actually the problem. <laughs> that's the pres- that's not the presenting problem. Yeah, right. It's always so much deeper. Or they're trying to show you that they care yeah. about this. Trying to they don't want to be judged by you. Yeah. And so that's usually, you know, mm-hmm. what sparks that conversation. And so it's kind of like in that moment, I don't really say much. I'll just kind of like mm-hmm. not even <laughs> curious like Denise. I like don't say I don't ask questions. I just like nod my head and like smile. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I, I think if you're asking goes. whoever this person is, is you can always ask, are you asking for my advice? Or yeah. I just want to listen to you. Yeah. Is what you open up with. Yeah. yeah. I've actually said that to my brother. Mm-hmm. My brother was top talking the other day on how he wants to get fit. And he was like, you know, telling about his sleep and his eating habits. And he knows what I do. <laughs> and so I was just like, do you want me to help you? Or do you want me to just, was like, yeah. finally write up? He's like, I just want to, I just want to I'm like, cool. Same but I, I think I learned that as a coach though, because at the very beginning of my coaching experience, I think it's easy for a lot of us to be like, do this. This mm-hmm. is how you do it. And then now that I've gotten a lot more experience, I've learned that it's really about asking and understanding what they want a good coach mm-hmm. is not going to tell you what to do because right. you don't want to be told what to do right no one wants to be told what, they, what mm-hmm. to do even though they're like just give me the meal plan tell me what yeah. to do like, don't want they don't want them. that no. like that's just not how we're like as humans what we do and so yeah i would say a good coach has a balance of it all and being able to see it mm-hmm. getting curious asking you questions mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. Was well, that it? Yeah, I think that was. I had oh, I had one on my Instagram real quick. We'll just go around, Robin. Okay. They had asked, "What's your favorite workout?" But I think they meant exercise. So, favorite uh, lifting movement? Go right now. Your favorite right lift. now? I'm not lifting. Okay, right now. well, <laughs> what was your most recent favorite lift? I think the deadlift. Sorry, what is my favorite? Yeah, any deadlift variation: Romanian deadlifts, conventional. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've learned to love deadlifts recently because I'm working on like uh, lifting some heavy shit. I used to really like pull-ups because I was working on that mm. and push-ups. I never really loved deadlifts because I was like, my back hurts. And I realized it wasn't my back. It was just your weak hip flexors and your lower <laughs> and your ankle. And anyway, so now I'm very into the deadlifts. Yeah, nice. I think a few months ago, it was my rear delt. Anything with delts on <laughs> my yeah. shoulders. But more recently, the split squat. <laughs> split I know. Squat? Yes. The one that everyone hates. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, for some reason, I'm like on a kick, split squat kick right now. Hi. All right, guys, that was it. That is a wrap. That was almost an hour. Thank you so much for tuning in on the Be Real with Us podcast. All three of us. Yeah. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.